Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sideline views. Sideline views. Sideline views. Shoes. He still has a guy in his shoes. Yeah, uh, crowd loudest for a full game. I thought for sure. Like it was great. Yeah, uh, the only kickoff was the Bills game that rivaled it. Which that one? Was, that was the the this, I'm saying this this season. Okay. Oh, this, um, this year. season at, at at Arrowhead, where I had to I literally had to turn my volume to 11 to be able to hear Mitch and Danon upstairs. Uh, this was the same type of thing, but multiple times during the game. That's awesome. Uh, the crowd was awesome. It's hard to tell when you're in the stadium how truly no, loud, it loud it is. It sounded it was, loud. It was really loud. But you got a better view than anybody being down there. Yeah, it was it was really loud. Because I, I judge it by, by if I have to turn my, my thing to 11, to be able to hear uh, Mitch and Dana. And there were quite a few times where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't hear the guys. Can you give me more volume? The, the crowd was awesome. Uh, the crowd was terrific. In fact, so, so terrific that... Um, Jalen Watson, after the game, told me that it affected them on defense. The crowd got me in trouble a little bit because I couldn't hear none of the calls. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Sometimes it does affect the defense at yeah. home, right? They're making so much noise trying to counteract the offense. you got to get some calls right. Yeah, it definitely affects the defense. Nick tries his best to, you know, get us the calls. But once there's no huddle in offense and someone's 20 feet away from you, you're not going to hear anything they're saying. Yeah. The crowd got me in trouble, he says. <laughs> so, no, you were awesome. I Fans were awesome. Fantastic. Obviously, juiced by Bur- or, uh, Bur- Burl, juiced by uh, Trevor Lawrence, you yep, know. Yep, yep, yep. Saying that, you know, I can't imagine it's going to be as loud as it was in Jackson. Well, yeah, right. it was. No, it was, it was louder, I'm sure. It wasn't Trevor's. one louder. It was a lot louder. It a lot louder. Really, really good job. So, yeah. I thought only, I think that I kick off the Bills game, that place was so amped that this one had it going. There was one. There was one spell where it got a little quiet, and then the top really would have blown off the place had we not had the timeout at the fourth quarter. Yeah, when Naughty got when that Naughty sack, made that play. They, yeah, I hope they had a meter on. <laughs> I hope they did it. They you know, couldn't get it verified because that Guinness guy that you could pay off with beers wasn't there. But if they had the meter on when Naughty got that sack, mm-hmm. and it was so disappointing, like 
and we'll be back in the fourth quarter. I'm like, no, let's keep playing. Yeah. Let's keep playing. The building is just rocking. Yeah, because I know I took a deep breath. I yeah. didn't sit one time yeah. on Saturday. I don't know why I had a seat. Like, I didn't even, nobody sat around. We were standing the entire time. And Arrowhead is the perfect reason why companies should never take what people say on social media as fact or anything that matters. Because when they play friends in low places, and I'm going to continue to say this, yeah. when they oh, play friends yeah. in low places at Arrowhead, it is so freaking awesome. I texted somebody with the Royals after, during that game when that's going on. I said, we need this back at the K. The only reason friends in low places was not played at Kauffman Stadium is because people on Twitter who don't go to anything are complaining about friends in low places. People join in. 78,000 fans were screaming their heads off the friends in low places. That is a great stadium anthem, and we need that back at the K, and I'm planting my flag on that one. In fact, I'm going to go out there today and start playing at the Crawford Stadium. Crowd was awesome, and again, another example of why I am firmly in the camp of play the damn championship games at home venues. How great was Buffalo yesterday, too, though? I mean, with that snow and everything. How great is Kansas City and Philly going to be? Oh. This week, could right? you Could you ask for two better locations for a championship game? Don't games? even think about neutral site. I didn't want the door opened because I know they sold a bunch of tickets and they're going to try to find a better way to make a bunch of money for all the teams. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope the owners are in the camp of if we're in this position, we want this game because that's what is playoff football in a home venue is what it's about. I'm watching the two games, just the two, you know, the, the Chiefs game and then the, the Buffalo game. The snow coming down and the rain coming down. I don't want to be in a dome in Atlanta. That would have sucked. Yeah, your feet would have been warm, though. You know what I mean? Like, I want the elements in the postseason. It's about the elements. It's about home atmospheres. And I thought that was perfectly on display. Like, that's a game that belongs in Kansas City when they earn the right for it to be in Kansas City. Right, right? exactly. Yes. You can earn it on the field. Someone gets to get home field advantage, whatever. Those need to be home fields in the championship game from here on out. That's why. That crowd uh, Saturday, that Buffalo crowd yesterday, the two crowds that we're going to have next uh, this upcoming week are going to be off the hook. And then it They're started not. snowing right before we all started to get ready to go in, and it was yes. like perfect timing of the snow. Like this, is the and like this is what it's about. Yeah. This is the playoffs. Let's go, NFL. Don't mess it up. Thank Don't. goodness Cincinnati won yeah, and pre- prevented this neutral site. Thank you, Cincy, for wrecking that script. I yep. appreciate that you uh, did that. Uh, the chaos that was the Mahomes injury, um, it was fascinating to watch the the whole thing go down on the sidelines. And I think TV, it sounded like TV did a pretty good job of, like, the ISO cams and, and what have you because, one, you saw Mahomes not want to come out at all. He ran over to the bench and tried to get a quick tape job during a little stoppage of play, and they couldn't get to it. And so he ran back out on the field, and he gave it a, gave it his go. And then the lobbying that was going on for him to not go back and get an X-ray, frankly, took a long time, like, I get it. He's the franchise quarterback. They were trying to talk. We got it. We got to go get this. Why wouldn't he want to get an x-ray though? He want to stay out there. We got to go get this looked at. We got to go get this looked at. He's doing the head shaking. He's, he's pleading with the guys. He's got, he's got Andy Reid, Rick Burkholder. Uh, He's got both Nagy and Bietemi coming up to him and they're, they're going over something. He's shaking his head. He's trying to wave him off. And then finally he gets one more circle around to dad. Dad says, "Uh uh-uh, get back to the locker room spikes his jacket and runs down the tunnel. He was so, he was so bad. Well, I mean, but it, it took that that whole sequence took a long time to get him to that point where like 
they need to go look at this. Let let them go look at it. Let our medical, you know, kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, Andy Reid probably saying, let our medical staff go look at this thing. We got this. You go get it taken care of. Come back. When you're ready, come back. And then there's, obviously there's, he goes out and it was a quick, it was a quick, quick x-ray. I mean, mm-hmm. really quick. And I don't know how much tape they could have possibly, I mean, because he wouldn't have given him enough time. And then he's comes running back out. They throw the coat on him. He sidles right next to Andy Reid again. And it's in the middle of that that Henny drive where I think Andy Reid just say, look, we got this. Okay. We got this. And they did keep him at bay for a little while longer. And then then I saw the pivot, which was which was awesome, by the way. So Mahomes lobbying to play. I want to get in. I want to get in. I want to get in. When it became clear, we're going to finish the half without you. He flipped, and he was the biggest Henny helper he could be. They all gather around. All the brain trust gets around in between – well, I was Is that a de- next to the hamburger helper? Yeah, when the defense gets on the field and you got you got Nagy and you got Bienemy and you got Mahomes and then you got um usually you got Henny and you got Bouchelle. You know, all the quarterbacks are there and all the offensive guys. And then Andy Reid makes, you know, some appearances, right? But that group gets together and gets well, Henny was sitting in Mahomes' seat, and Mahomes is there and he's got the tablet out and he's whatever whatever you need, and he turned into assistant coach like that. Um, I think once it was, you're not playing until not playing until at least halftime. Yeah. And I thought that was good to see. Like he could have just still been like, I want to get in. Come on, come on, come on. Nope. I'm not getting in. I'm going to help Chad Henney every way I can possibly do it. Well, and I think that there's two things to look at. Number one, Mahomes not wanting to get the x-ray right away is like us telling our kids, pick up your stuff now. Don't put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Yeah. Go get the x-ray. It's, Let's be done with it. It's going right? to happen. You are going to pick up your right. clothes. The longer this takes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. longer you don't have your phone, right, right? right? So like with Mahomes, the longer it takes you to go get this x-ray, the less football you're going to play. So you decide what you want to do. Number two, there may have been a little bit of worry that he didn't want to see what was on that x-ray too, which is part of the reason why he didn't want to go get that yeah, thing. I don't want to know right? anything. I can fake my way through I can fake my it. way yeah. through. If they see something, then they're going to shut me down. And so that that was probably part of the reason as well why he didn't want to go through that whole thing. But I'm just thinking of like like the kids again. I mean, like pick up your toys, pick up your stuff. I'm not doing it. I'll do it later. I'll do do it now and be done with it. Just do it now and get it done with, and then we can get you back in the game. So um, my crew went to the game on uh, on Saturday. This was the the game they want. They want to go to a playoff game. Cool. We're going to go to a playoff game. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, my daughter didn't ask who they were playing. How did she not know from listening all week I, and then rewinding and listening on the Odyssey app? She does listen uh, on her way to school because I've I, I know because I've I've seen the car punched to six ten. I'm like, all right, all cool. right, look at you, look at her, uh, not, way to go, kid. Not always listening. So uh, they did their little tailgating bit. They go in the stadium, do whatever. All of a sudden, I get a text right before kickoff that says. Did everyone fail to mention that that long-haired guy was here? <laughs> she loves Trevor Lawrence. She's loved him since college. Huge fan, right? Doesn't know what his name is. Yeah, huge Doesn't fan. know what his team was. Has seen enough games sitting on the couch with Pop to go, that boy's cute. 16-year-old daughter, by the way. Yeah, right? And that, mm-hmm. that long-haired guy was here. So... So then after the game's so over. So was she rooting for Jacksonville then? Not really. But she was rooting for the Chiefs. But then even in the car in the Roy Hampshire, she's like, you know what? She goes, I I could possibly wear his jersey when the Chiefs aren't playing. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, okay. That's what you're going to spend your money on yeah. that you're working hard so, at 16 to yeah. get is a Trevor so, Lawrence jersey? So then, so then we had that. And then yesterday, I'm – I think she questioned, like, well, what are we going to do today, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I'm watching football. Right. Yeah, I don't know what She's you're like, doing. Another, another game? I'm like, yeah, there's important games. And 
So then the, the game's going and you drive, go entertain yourself. She's not really paying attention, but she says, so are we playing the Bengals? And I go, yeah. She goes, wow. Wow. She goes, I, I really like that Joey guy too. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I like the playoffs. <laughs> that was her quote. She goes, I like the playoffs. <laughs> Cause the chiefs are facing all the cute quarterbacks oh, apparently in the NFL. So yeah, be careful. It's not always about football with your, uh, with a no. 16-year-old daughter. Son very much into discussing the X's and O's and how they're going to match up next week. She had no punching. Oh, Bengals. Okay. Joey Burrow. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. So she'll be watching the game if only for, for Burrow. I got so. one daughter that will watch the Chiefs and one that doesn't even know what day it is most of the time. <laughs> and both are fine. That's a, Both there's, very there's, fine. There's, both, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's the dynamic of that one, too. And mine's walking oh. around yelling, Watson, yeah. yeah. Watson, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Chiefs are... St- well, let's refresh. Let's refresh. Refresh. She's still favored. Are you still favored? Are uh, they? The, the line got weird yesterday. We'll discuss it with uh, Alex Gold, our 610 Sports Radio uh, gaming guru. He'll join us next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Hear from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes, Tuesday at 8.30, on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. One more sideline view. If anybody has the game on, on DVR, yeah. I was told I had a fat, uh, a terrific shot right behind Andy Reid oh, at one point I, in the game. I, I, was I heard game, from several yeah. people, and nobody was apparently rolling on it. They said, oh, I saw you right behind Andy Reid. It was great. I'm like, okay, send me a screenshot. So if you get a screenshot sent to me, I'd like to see it. Yeah, it's funny. I did because- not. I did not. DVR the game. I told my wife, I said, please DVR the, the Chiefs game and please DVR the Giants game so when I get back, I can, you know. No. None of <laughs> You didn't set your VCR? No. Didn't set the VCR? Clock's right, still see, flashing this is, this 12? Is, this is why you got to do things yourself. Clock's flashing 12. I'm telling you, got to do things yourself. It's my fault. I take full blame for that. I don't have DVR since I went ghetto TV, so I don't, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have the taping of that, but. Apparently there was a nice shot. I'm headed your way here as soon as this Apparently is the reason I a... stayed with the DVR so I could record football games. And I said, as soon as the Super Bowl's yeah, over, I'm going with what you got. Yeah. And now here I am. The reason I had it. No, I know. I know. 
You might not, you just might not get there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, so I may not see you, but my God, everybody's asking me in, in, in the crowd, "Is that Josh? Where's Josh?" My God, Everybody saw local uh, CBS photographer Jonathan Pope standing yeah, behind, behind uh, the uh, coach Sean McDermott yep. and shooting for CBS. Everybody saw him. I saw I saw hey, Pope yesterday. He's got a yeah. ton of pictures. I almost I missed I missed I tried to send it to him. I missed it too. And then, uh, but I haven't seen me behind Andy Reid so. I have, I have one shot of it. I should say that I have one shot of that from a. Uh, it was a Pruder film type a, uh, picture. No, it was a a friend of my daughter's, and uh-huh. and that's what it that's what it was. Oh my god! So she, <laughs> it's a sixteen year old with her phone took a picture, and there's a looks like a nice framing of their television. There's definitely one of those can lights from the ceiling that's uh, interacting yeah. in my face. Let and me then, see that again. And then me behind Andy. You, you almost look like that that. Joe Buck picture that they use when people don't like him with that big head, you know, when Joe like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so kind of like looks a, like. at a weird angle. And I think, I think it was, Hey, I think I saw your dad was yeah. the, was the, uh, was the, was the text, but uh, that's as close as I've gotten to a decent photo. So if anybody has one, uh, you can, uh, you can send it my way. All right. We're joined in the studio by uh, Alex gold. Of course of Cody and gold. He is also our, uh, our 610 uh, gambling guru. Oh, and you're not going to get one from my mother because they were out. They had to miss the Chiefs game. Oh they were goodness. very disappointed. They had wow. tickets to Book of Mormon on Broadway. They're like, we got to miss the Chiefs game for this. So they're not going to be yeah, sending them no either. either. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. All right. Uh, Alex is in studio with us because uh, I know I texted you. I probably wasn't the only one that texted you yesterday when the when the line came out. But you're the first I thought of like, the Chiefs were favored, at least initially, and then it moved quick. Yeah, a ton of line movement. Look, I wasn't surprised where it opened. So the Chiefs opened at three-point favorites for this game, and I think that was about right. I tweeted it out before the line came out. I said, Why was that right? Just because they were the home team? Well, no, So that's actually mis- misleading. Everybody for years, we would always say, hey, you're a home team. You're getting three points, right? We've said that for 10 mm-hmm. or 15, 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. That's actually not the case the last year or so. There's been an adjustment. It's actually more like one-and-a-half points. So now actually seeing where the line is at, which is the Chiefs is one and a half point favorites. Essentially, they're saying it's it's a pick them, which which actually to me makes a lot of sense because I said it was going to open at two and a half or three and we would see some line movement towards Cincinnati because the public is causing this line movement. So we, we all watched Cincinnati, you know, destroy Buffalo yesterday. Right. There's also the volatility with the Mahomes injury, the unknown. Even I think we all know he's going to play, but. To what extent is he going to to be healthy for that mobility and all that? That's what's causing a lot of the change in the line movement. And people have to realize when the line initially comes out, that is just kind of also a feeling out process even for the books. So whether you're talking about FanDuel, whoever you bet with, right, there's a team of odds makers basically that put together based off of algorithms and what they think a team is. They come up with an opening line. And they have shorter limits initially. So you can't bet as much money today as you will be able to bet on Friday. And they do that so they don't want to have a huge open limit and have a bad number. Let's say you think three was a bad number. They don't want to take a huge amount of money on that and be, quote, unquote, screwed. So they're like, all right, let's smaller limit. Let's adjust the line. And now everybody's got it pretty much stable at one and a half. They can get money in on both sides because that's really what they're they're trying to accomplish. Everybody assumes they're, oh, Vegas knows, and they're predicting exactly what's going to happen. That's not actually what the spread means. It's trying to get money on, on, on both, both sides. Yeah, yeah I, I got an email yesterday from our guy Jimmy Shapiro, who works as a PR guy for, I think it's Bovada, right? And his email was something to the effect of, in my 20 years of doing this, I have never seen a line move like this ever in my entire life. So what was going on yesterday that caused that line to just absolutely blow up like people haven't seen like in, in two the, decades? Like in an hour. Yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, not even, really yeah. Fast, Honestly, it? in a 20-minute span, you saw from three to one book even that we don't have here locally, but one book had the Bengals down to minus one even. 
And so that's that's the volatility. And what, what's the reason for it? It's again, it's everybody just watching what Cincinnati did. Remember, <laughs> Cincinnati was a six point underdog to Buffalo yesterday, which didn't make any sense. They were. I didn't even look at so it yesterday. Wow. That's what's also you know, something to remember. Do, again, Vegas doesn't always get it right. I mean, Cincinnati, I don't, I don't know why they were six point underdogs. In fact, it, it was the opposite. You know, right now we're talking about money coming in on Cincy. That's why it's now down from three to one or one and a half. The opposite happened. It's called reverse line movement. Money was coming in on Cincinnati for the Bills game. It was. All, more of the money was on Cincy, but it had reverse line movement, which means it went towards Buffalo. Buffalo became the six-point favorite. They were three and a half, and the line kept going up. Even though money was coming in for Cincinnati, that's where a book basically is taking a stance and feeling like they, they know more than everybody else. Yeah. So when, when you see a line like that, we always say bet against the public, mm-hmm. right? So that means yeah. the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, well, so in Kansas City, we can go with that mentality if yeah. you would like. Yeah, and look, here's the thing. Cincinnati has been undervalued all year by the book, by the bookmakers. They just have. I saw a couple numbers on this yesterday. So the Bengals have covered nine straight as underdogs, the longest streak in the NFL. So they've been underdogs, and they cover every single time they're an underdog. So to your point, maybe it's not the worst they've thing in the world. They've been an underdog that many times this year. So I, I think that might go back. That might, might go, go back. back. Okay, yeah, the, last, might go... the last nine times they've been an underdog, they've covered. Is so, what... okay. yeah, so based off of that, you might be thinking, if it make, I guess if it makes you feel better, maybe you want Cincinnati to be a, uh, a road dog against the Chiefs. They also just are 21-5 and five covering. Oh, you want the Cincinnati to be the road favorite. Yeah, well, based off the trend, right? Yeah, based right. off the trend. All but the trend, yeah. Cincinnati is now 21-5 and five against the spread in their last 26 games. So they cover. The Chiefs are the opposite. The Chiefs typically have these inflated spreads. You know, they didn't, they didn't cover yesterday or uh, Saturday uh, out at Arrowhead. The Chiefs are like 1-8-1 and one now at Arrowhead in their last 10 against the spread. Wow. So how are you betting this game then on Sunday? So, I mean, if you if you played it right yesterday, and right when it, about three or four minutes left in the Cincy and Buffalo game, you could have got Cincy at plus three, put some money on Cincy plus three. Remember, all the, the margin of victory for Cincy has been three in all these, these three games. The Chiefs were two-and-a-half-point favorites when they went to Cincy earlier this year and lost by three. So you could take Cincy plus three. If you were someone that was wanting to back the Chiefs, you got a terrible number. Hopefully you didn't bet on the Chiefs minus three. That's not a good bet because the number's already to one and a half. Mm-hmm. If you're a Chiefs backer, I, I would wait. wait. I would yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah, I keep waiting. There's a chance you could. It's tough to say middle it because it's such a small margin, but theoretically you could hold a Cincy plus three ticket, meaning Cincy just has to stay within three, and you could end up betting the Chiefs as a pick em, and the Chiefs win by two or, or something, and you end up winning both bets. Yeah. Wow, it's it's crazy just to see how much it's moved. I, I, I love when the public just slams one side because – I don't look at it necessarily from a gambling perspective. I look at it from a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs perspective, <laughs> yeah. and they see that, and they're like, all right, up yours. Right? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Bengals certainly have been taking this underdog mentality. I mean, you got, we all saw the comments after the game, whether it's you know complaining about the ticket, neutral site tickets being on sale. Players will find anything to motivate themselves. I don't know necessarily if they, you know, they don't pay attention necessarily to the Vegas line, but they certainly know what the public is 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 thinking when it comes to that kind of stuff. All right, before we let you get out of here, are you surprised that there is even a line on this game with the Mahomes situation being up in the air? No, because no, no, no I, I'm not surprised. The only way, if, if all of a sudden there was a report, let's say on Wednesday from Josh or something that, well, Mahomes, you know, so there's a setback or something, then they might pull the the line off the board, right. uh, the number off the board for a little bit. But no, if you, that's that's not something, especially for a big game like this. They're not gonna. They're not going money to. opportunity. They want to get some money. Yeah, on this I know. Too. But like, what if they swing it? Like, if we do like worst case scenario, we're just playing the the game here yeah. for for radio. If they rule Mahomes out. What are, what are the sports books going to do? So the, the the numbers would go off the board. What they call it, right? You wouldn't be able to see it on your apps for a period of time. They would readjust. And in that scenario, depending on who you talk, I mean, Cincinnati suddenly could be four point favorites. It just depends. I can't. I didn't check this year. Each year, there's a chart you can see like how many points is really each quarterback 
worth, which is interesting. I'm trying to remember it's like what quarterback Mah- war with betting. Ba- ba- I kind of like that better though. Yeah. Basically, and I'm trying to remember what Mahomes was. I mean, it's it's not as high as you think because it's still, but it's it's he's certainly worth the most points. Yeah, right. Of any it's quarterback Burrow in the league. there as well too. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Alex, did you see by the way this Dustin Fox? <laughs> yes, I guy did. Yesterday, he does radio in Cle- in Cleveland. I think that. Almost hit a a four oh, leg yeah. parlay oh for nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars yesterday. I, I was sick to my stomach and nervous for him reading that yesterday. So he bet uh, he bet on FanDuel uh, a four leg parlay where he picked the first touchdown scorer of each game of each of the four games. He picked who was going to score the first touchdown. Right. He got Kelsey. He got Dallas Goddard. He missed on game three, which was Dawson Knox. Mm -hmm. And then, and they tweeted out, well, that was a fun run. Like he he got the first two and then tweeted out, we're going to let this ride. Right. And of course everybody's like, yeah, let it ride Mm -hmm. $50 to win a 946,400 bucks. And if he would have cashed out after the second one, he would have got like 600 and some bucks. The the cash out offer was terrible. The cash out offer was terrible. I I still think he made the right decision to let it ride at that point. I mean, if it's not even a thousand on that, like you got to let it ride, but imagine the reverse order. If the, the Cowboys played the the earlier game yesterday and you hit the Schultz and you got three of the four. So you hit and he hit the last one, which was Dalton Schultz, but he missed Dawson Knox for the third one. There, There was someone though that did hit one, basically the same thing. Someone had Travis Kelsey for the first touchdown which was plus 600. Someone did have Goddard. Someone did have Chase and Schultz. Uh, the individual bet $5 and won 72,000. There's a video reaction of this guy going nuts in his living room. He won 72K, basically the same type of bet, but actually hit it. Actually hit that it. crazy. Unbelievable. You, wow. Yeah, the cash out wasn't even close because he, he could win 946,000 <laughs> yeah. and the cash out was 600 bucks. 600 bucks. Yeah. No way. I'm, no. No, no way you're hitting that button. No, not at you're all. Like, let's, let's, let's see where this what goes. But he hit three of the four. Ugh. What would the number have had to have been in that? Like in that for you to said, all right, probably 10,000 and up. Yeah, I think five and up probably for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Five and up? Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, a $50 bet to win five, to guarantee yeah, five. That's K. true. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, you know. That's one of those where everybody everybody's always going to tell you to keep Oof. letting it ride. Nobody's going to ever be like, no, just keep the money. Yeah, but but, but for a chance but to win nine hundred thousand and it's only offering you six hundred bucks oh, to the cash, cash out, out offers terrible. Yeah. But if he hit the third one, say say that he I've been getting cash out offers on my Mahomes MVP bet all year. I wanted to see what the, done what the cash out was going to be after the third one hit. Right? You know what I mean? I, it like, would have been lower than you think. I don't think it would have got to the ten k mark. Wow. You don't they, think a lot it would of cash have? out offers? They kind of screw you. So if he got if he got offers. three out of the four, you don't think they would have offered him at least ten thousand dollars to they bail? Could have went maybe maybe wow. you get the like they certainly wouldn't be, you, he wouldn't have been getting a hundred thousand dollar offer. I'll tell you that There's, they just don't operate that way. Yeah, but it's crazy. People would That's, take look, that one all day. This conversation right there. This is the reason why all the books promote the heck out of these parlays that almost hit. Right? That's they love promoting these big parlays that maybe hit or don't hit because they sure. got about they got a million other ones that didn't hit. They're fun though. They oh, are. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I was sweating. I was this guy. For that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I was too. I was like, all right, Dawson Knox. Dawson. Oh, who's going to score the first touchdown this yeah. week? So we only have two games. So there won't be a payout like that then. Not like, quite. No. Like, unless if you, you have like Dallas shot. Goddard and Travis Kelsey for yeah. the first two touchdowns. I mean, if you go Michael Burton, you might get at twenty to one odds. Yeah. Michael Burton, a little fullback dive or something. Twenty to one first touchdown. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> the parlay that with Dallas, Dallas Goddard and Travis Kelsey, your first two touchdowns. Let's go. Yeah, that's, that'd be, Those that'd will be, be two of the favorites. Probably, probably good, good, good value in that regard. Alex, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. What's coming up on your show today? Uh, talking Chiefs, you know, okay, a lot good. of Chiefs football lot today. Chiefs, yeah. Yeah. Alex doesn't know because he was his tires right. were screeching on the way in that's to join right. us. They made here, it in. So, yeah, a lot of traffic. Alex not used to being up this early. <laughs> that's for driving for that matter. <laughs> yes, both of those could hit. Yeah, that was that that.
I saw another another one that hit for three of the four. Uh, same thing, first touchdown scorer. I was kind of curious to that one though. I'm like, okay, are, you almost wonder sometimes are like, are people manipulating screenshots now too? That's right. The question like, I you know I'm not gonna go and hey, you, I see this bet here. Is it real? There's probably people that are fact checking these things. But like one person had a hit reportedly a forty three thousand six hundred fifty dollar first touchdown bet. And took three of the four games. I'm like, well, why didn't you bet the fourth one too? You know what I mean? That one was kind of suspicious to me. Like, didn't have game three, had one, two, and four, and skipped the Bengals Bills one. Hmm. Like, wasn't wasn't feeling it or something? I don't know. I don't know. But supposedly hit the three of them and won like almost forty four thousand dollars. Same bet. But I'm like, you wouldn't have just gone for it with the fourth game. Then might too? as well let it roll at that point. So, Pick up a fourth so, game anyway. Good luck to everybody making those uh, making those parlays. Uh, this week, I uh, got a chance to catch up with Creed Humphrey after the uh, the game uh, the other day. Uh, they had just gotten through with their little uh, interactions with Patrick Mahomes. You know, he goes through and talks to everybody in the locker room. He he talked to all the offensive linemen, and he was at that point kind of still bouncing around the locker room. Right there was a uh, he was he uh, didn't have a boot on or anything. From what I saw, the swelling didn't look bad. He was he was he was really excited. Did like you go locker- up and touch it just no. to make sure you the could locker, feel it. And- the locker room was like super excited. There was no I got to get to I got to get to the training room kind of aspect that probably hit at some point in time. But he just got through kind of making the rounds with the with the linemen and and uh, was he on like a scooter? Nope. All right, that's good. There's you do have options there too. I know. Yeah, he could. I advocate looking at all of them. If he has the little scooter thing where you put the put one the, knee up, bend and the knee up, and do that, that go for it. Yep. Or you, you can just sit in your chair and everybody comes to you. Have you seen the one where the knee is bent up, but then you have almost like a strap-on prosthetic leg? Oh, no. Have you I seen that know. one? Have you seen anybody walk around with that? Uh-uh. Where they got the boot, but they don't want to put any pressure on the boot, and they're basically peg-legging? No, I've not seen There's that, that option. Oh, no. All kinds of options for... I haven't seen a fake leg since the guy at Uncle D's took it off, put it on the bar, and scratched his nub. Yeah, yeah. And burned yeah. a dart. Yeah, might have drank out of it, too. Probably drank out of it, Port a yard of Which, beer by the way, too. that new golf trophy we saw on TV looks outstanding. That looks like a great drinkable golf trophy. I don't trophy. know what golf tournament was this weekend, but they had a drinkable trophy. Yep, thumbs, way to go. Thumbs up. So uh, after after Patrick came through, I think he made the offensive line feel pretty good about where he where his standing was. Mm-hmm. Like He was really excited and what have you. And so I asked Craig Humphrey, he described uh, you know, those moments when, I mean, they heard it. The stadium got quiet, right? They were wondering what the heck was going on with Patrick Mahomes. Everybody was. Yeah, you know, that's a testament to just, you know, how this organization has put together players and brought players in that, you know, if someone goes down, you know, we have depth and we can get after it. So, uh, you know, Chad did a great job stepping in, you know, led a 98-yard touchdown scoring drive. He did a heck of a job for us. So uh, it was awesome to see. you know, obviously, hopefully Pat's okay. You know, he looks like he's fine uh, walking around. He's pretty excited right now. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, just a great job by Chad, just coming in, stepping up, and uh, being ready for any moment. And he did it. And did a great job with it today. It is a little different, though, right? When when Patrick's not as mobile as normal, do you have to make any kind of adjustment? At the end of the day, it really just comes down to executing your block. Uh, you know, you got to be able to block a guy by any means. So, uh, you know, we don't really think about it too much of him, you know, being able to be mobile. We don't want to have him trying to run around all over the pocket anyways. You know, we want to be able to set up a pocket for him where he can sit in anyway. So, uh, you know, that's just our job. That's what we're trying to do out there every time. Uh, we knew this one could be tough. Playoff games are, are incredibly tough. What did this one in your eyes kind of come down to? Yeah, just execution and, uh, you know, just being able to, uh, face adversity and keep getting after that whenever we see adversity. And I think we did a good job of that today. Uh, had a few great drives uh, in the game off. So it was, it was good 
it was good to see and uh, just proud of the guys, man. Really excited for us. Can you discuss the defensive side of things? They've been kind of picking up momentum in terms of turnovers, and those are so huge, especially come postseason time. Yeah, huge, and they did a great job tonight. You know, they got we got a ton of talented players over there, so seeing them play like that, you know, getting those turnovers like that, things like that, the sacks, it's been awesome to see, you know, and we feed off that as an offense. So, uh it's definitely been awesome to see, and they've been doing a great job. What did you think of that playoff crowd today? It was awesome, man. I haven't heard Arrowhead like that in a while, man. It was awesome. So it was, I mean, it, it's it's different, man. Uh, there's just not really a stadium like it. So it's whenever they're loud like that, you know, that helps us out, and we get pumped up. It's just awesome to hear. Yeah, we get to do it again this weekend, which is even better. Even better. Yeah, yeah. So that was my uh, chat with Creed Humphrey in the uh, the post game locker room. Get Mahomes was in good spirits when I saw him in the locker room um, after the game. Like I said, there was nothing on the, you know, he was, he was barefoot. Yeah. He was kind of just going around and talking to no, everybody. No, like, big ice pack or anything on there? Not at that point. I mean, you know, they got to that at that point, uh, I'm sure. Are but. they still icing? They say you're not supposed to ice things anymore. I don't know what the real answer mm. is. I think you ice for some, then you heat, and then you do it, and you raise it, and you lower it. and you Are there electrodes all, involved? And you probably plug stuff in, and then you do the whole thing. Just do it all. Just whatever you guys got to do. Air there, casts. Do um, and so he, and then uh, another funny point a little bit later, I hope they got one of those like chair things for his stairs at home that he can just sit in and ride up the stairs so he doesn't have to go up the stairs. <laughs> they, got <that> <laughs> they got that installed over the over the week, weekend. It would be awesome. Somebody's down there installing that thing right now. So no, he was he was in great spirits. A little bit later, um, uh, Dana uh, was chatting with with Chad Henney, and so I was standing there listening to their to their conversation and. Um, he's Dana's wrap up the interview and he's like, "Hey, congratulations, man! Five. This team's gone to five straight. You know." AFC championship games and Mahomes wheels around his locker. He goes, Henny's been to six in a row. And I, <laughs> and I thought one true. And also like, I mean, Mahomes was, a, he was just in a great mood despite, you know, every, everybody else is kind of questioning what's going on. He was just like loose as can be. Wait, who was Henny with before Jacksonville? Oh yeah. They played new England in that championship yeah. game. Yeah. That's right. So, so Patrick's paying attention. Dana talking to Henny. I mean, he was just like really loose. I'm like, okay, that's that's just Patrick. He's like, everything's fine. And then he, you know, probably packed his stuff up, went and saw the family, went and got treatment, and now the treatment's underway. Yeah, so. and we're not going to know much to Wednesday. That'll be really the next time they really see what Patrick can do is, you know, when we open practice on Wednesday, you know, for this one. But the next two days, the next 48 hours, my man, just sit around and, and let people bring everything to you. Don't try to do anything. Yeah, I like the, the stair lift, whatever you got to do. Yeah. I, I think it should they should carry him around. Carry him around, yeah. Who's Would that uh, that security guy that always chases him up the tunnel? Let that guy carry him around yeah, right yeah. now. Put yeah. him on your shoulders. and Yeah, come on, Ryan. Do whatever you need to do. Get him a golf cart. Ryan's the biggest of the security dudes. Right. Kind of like so what we have to do carry, with clean. Patrick around. We got to do it with Kling every morning when he parks his car outside. That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. We got we got uh, that extra uh, that Steve Nebraska upstairs. chair. Uh-huh. We carry him in on. We can get that for for Patrick as yeah. well. Feeding grapes and cheese. I yeah. see Patrick walking somewhere this week. Somebody's going to hear from me. Yeah, I want all the electrodes and ice and mm-hmm. boots and air casts and whatever, whatever, whatever's needed. Yeah, get him healthy. Uh, meanwhile. The paper champs are gone, and it looks like it's not pleasant either. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. <laughs> Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. 
Does NFL Network have like a a jersey printing like operation in their like side office? Well, they may have, but or he had that one from two years ago when Henny maybe. did his thing against maybe. the Browns. Yeah, maybe, okay, maybe brought it out of the closet and brought it with him. Schrager had a <laughs> Peter Schrager had a, had a Henny jersey on. Yeah. They were like, man, that's quick. Gave oh, him no, the game ball. Look, yeah. at, look at the patch. Oh, that's an old one is what you're telling right, me right the, there? I don't know. The patch that's on the upper part there. That's I'm not the, a patch guy. I don't know. That That's, that's like the that, Chiefs. That's, that's the Lamar that Hunt Lamar thing. Hunt patch. Yeah, that's right. not on there all the time, right? Right. That's that's an all-time patch, though. That's I think that's on there okay, all the time. So that could, yeah. be, that could be new. I don't know. He's got a he's got any jersey. Like, they must have somebody like, like almost like the NFL draft. That's mm-hmm. where the NFL draft um, shirt person goes afterwards they just go to nfl network just sit and, there and they and wait there in, ca- in case they need shirts right away mm-hmm. yeah, good for them that's a that's a good that's a good little gig no no kidding. our nfl playoff coverage brought to you by metro ford visit inventory online at kcmetroford.com we talked about josh allen a little bit earlier i've called him mike trout philip rivers is a comparison we got on the text line too I don't know that he was ever considered the best, though. He was always in there, though, as one of the, the like, like people wanted the Chargers even when he was playing to be up there. But, or he's Justin like Herbert. A, like a really good player, really good player, hasn't won anything yet. Name any number of NBA players. Like, there's a whole bunch of NBA players. That, like Patrick Ewing. Maybe a bunch of phenoms right now. Maybe John Morant's that guy now. I don't know. I he didn't do yet. a fight with uh, Shannon Sharp. No, that was Jaws' dad. Oh, yeah. Talk about like they're just trying too hard now <laughs> to stage things for Shannon and and Skip, right? And, like, stop believing what those guys are peddling because it's all a staged event. Yeah, yeah. Fighting <laughs> at an NBA game now. This is this is yeah, what they yeah. stooped to. Yes, Shannon Sharp was yelling at players. Right. And stop reacting at, to those two. Yeah, it's yeah. all a fake act, man. Right. It is all an act. It is all for TV. So, so Josh Allen's in that category. Really nice quarterback. I haven't won anything yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until he wins something like, all right, he's just a, he's just a really good uh, quarterback that hasn't won anything yet. And then man, uh, front running Stefan Diggs apparently. Good Lord. Yeah. He did not have a good outing. Yesterday, you caught the sideline thing, right? Where he's got his mm-hmm. arms out and he's seemingly going, what the hell, Josh Allen, right? That was not a good look. And then I saw some from somebody from Minneapolis tweet out, like when they said he left the locker room early, they go, the Vikings could use a good number two. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Joe Biscaglio covers the team for the athletic covers the bills says Diggs left the locker room before some of the team's coaches had even arrived from the tunnel area. So did he like pull a Jake Taylor and drive the bullpen car home in his uniform? And then running back Duke Johnson stopped Diggs before he left the building and brought Diggs back to the locker room. Bastaglia though says Diggs then left for good quote a few minutes later that he just like he no way could have beaten the traffic. He was out of the building uh, so fast. Did so, Josh Allen have the totals? I believe so. I believe so. He'll let Josh Allen answer all the questions because he wasn't going to answer anything. But seemingly had a, a sideline spat with Josh Allen, then wanted to get the heck out and talk to nobody and had to be coaxed back in at least for a minute 
to even be around the team, that's not a good look at all. No, that that's a front runner right there. You know, Stefan Diggs is probably somebody you want on your team when things are going very well, right? But the minute you get into a little adversity, is that the guy you want with you in that rabbit hole or that foxhole or whatever hole it is, really? Is is that the guy you want with you? I don't know that the answer to that question is yes. It sure seems like um, he's great when it's, it's all fun and games and everybody's winning and telling you you're the best team in the NFL in March. But when you get to January and you don't perform again for the third consecutive January, uh, you can't be running out the door. You can't. You can't be running out the door. you got to be in there, and you've got to answer the questions, and you've got to face the music because yesterday was one of those days for Buffalo. They got housed, and people need to be held accountable for that. I would imagine Buffalo's got to start thinking about, all right, we've, we've got to make some changes again now because we can't get over that hump. Josh Allen has not been able to pu- push the Buffalo Bills over the hump. And in the postseason, you're only as good as your quarterback is. Look at the four games this weekend, right? It saved the Chiefs game, but Chad Henney was really good. They, quarterback was good. You look at the next game, the, the, the night, Jalen Hurts, really good. Danny Dimes, really bad. Yesterday afternoon, I thought Joe Burrow was outstanding. I thought Josh Allen was meh. And then, of course, the last game, Dak Prescott, who stinks, he throws two interceptions, and you lose that football game because of the quarterback. Quarterbacks have to elevate their team in the postseason. And if you're not elevating your team in the postseason, you're just another guy. Right now, Josh Allen is just another guy. And you're not elevating those around you because your number one target is uh, uh, a malcontent on a particular Mm -hmm. day. This is why Josh Allen is Mr. January. Mm-hmm. Mr. Can't win the big one in January. I mean, I, I, I hate the fact that Buffalo's going through this, and uh-huh, then it, but I don't, but that's reality. And I don't know if you caught some of the halftime. They were, like, imploring Josh Allen to do less. Like, the, the, the studio were like, he can't try to do it all. And I'm like, Patrick Mahomes does. I'm Joe like, Burrow does. Really? You can't ask your quarterback to do it all. I think you kind of do, don't you? You, you do. <laughs> and, well, you can't ask your quarterback to do it all if you don't have a quarterback that can do it all. Can Josh Allen do it all? I don't know. Yeah. I don't care about 14 and three in the regular season, bro. Like you got to win in the playoffs. And if you're a quarterback that isn't winning in the playoffs, you're just a guy. You're just a guy. You're in nice, that second tier nice quarterback. Josh nice. Allen may be a second tier quarterback. Might be. They don't. Because the two best in the AFC are playing on Sunday, and it's not even close. AFC championship game, 13 seconds, whatever, then the next year, and then housed in the divisional round this year. Right. And almost lost to a bad Miami team in the wild card round. And weren't great, yeah. And weren't great against Miami. I mean, if you didn't have that guy. I'll say say division foes. I'll give you the division foe, whatever. But that was Skylar Thompson. Right. You barely got by. Miami in, in the opening game. They got a, they got a lot of work to do. Who's the I, I would think that they're going to they're going to revamp a lot of stuff. They they need to. Yeah. yeah. Who's the character from South Park who always went, yeah! you know, when he got scared? Right. That that right. was right? That that was the Miami head coach in that game a week ago. He couldn't manage the clock, you know, whatever else he was, you know, going through his mind like he stunk in that game. Right? He's like, yeah, he wasn't ready for the big stage." That's the only reason that Buffalo was able I'll, to win that game. They were playing an opponent that wasn't ready to be there. I'll be curious if the bloom falls off of Sean McDermott a little bit too. Well, what do you do if you're Buffalo right now? Because, you know, every time the Chiefs have lost in the postseason, there's been a real obvious what they need to fix. And they went out there and they've done that, right? If you're Buffalo right now, what needs to be fixed? What needs to be changed? The, the Sean McDermott angle is very interesting because you keep falling short, man. You keep falling short. Now, am I advocating you fire him? No. 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 But you know how it works. You know how it works right you start to take a slide like this and at some point it circles back around to questioning the head coach right now they 
they've got a first-year offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. right? Took over when Dayball left. And then you know, Leslie Frazier is like a veteran defensive guy. Yeah. I don't think you're going to make a move. You know what I mean? No. Normally, you'd be like, oh, the, well, the, they'll change out. Uh, I don't think they will. I think they'll probably stay the course there. So personnel-wise, probably on defense, I'm, I'm guessing they're probably going to have to go and, and get a few more bodies. And Von Miller now coming off an injury and a year older. Is that somebody that like and you look at and you go, oh, that's reliable? A bunch of their other guys were injured, too, on yeah. defense. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm guessing a bunch of defensive uh, changes are probably ahead. That would be my guess. Is Poyer a free agent? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I feel like he is. He might be. So, I don't know. And then there's Dak. I know that the the common thing is, oh, you got to fire McCarthy. Why? Right? Because that last play was so greatly designed. That last play. I got a text from a college basketball fan of ours yesterday, Josh. I'm not going to out through the gentleman, but he worked in, in major athletics departments and with the NCAA. And Jim texted us and said, boy, this is like the ending of a college <laughs> basketball game. Yeah, the last, like, four minutes were excruciating in that game. Terrible. The last play. Terrible, like, uh, clock awareness and time awareness. And usually that falls to the coach, although I would say. Dalton Schultz. The players, Dalton Schultz, and then the running back who didn't go down for San Francisco. Oh, like, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Busted a big run and then. What was he thinking? Just cut back in. Got to cut back inside. You got to fall down, man. You got to cut back you gotta inside get a and shut go down, up. right? Uh, so the the last four minutes not exactly a clinic. So <laughs> the easy that that really was that was like that was like watching high school football. Yeah, the last four Dalton, minutes. Of Dalton that. Schultz lackadaisically running out of bounds and not they didn't allow him to stop. He's the clock. a free agent after the year, and then right? didn't get both feet down just because it looked like he's eh, yeah, trying to whatever. get the other foot. And down, what was that deal? thing he's wearing around his neck? Is that like a cooling tube? Like, does anybody know what that was? I don't know. It didn't. It didn't tell you what to do at the end of a game. I know that I've never seen somebody get called for going out of bounds on the clock. I never knew that yeah. rule before. And so the easy ones depended on McCarthy and I get it. That's, but unless Sean Payton's available, you don't make a move. Like maybe you call Sean Payton and go, are you in? Otherwise you don't, I don't think you make well, a move He said after the game, McCarthy's coming back. And then, right? well, yeah, but I, you know, I don't, do you believe any of that? No, uh, they did cut to a, uh, a moment in the game, though, did you see they cut to Jerry Jones right as the, like, sweet attendants asking him for his order? <laughs> oh, I missed that. Oh, it was, it was great. They quickly cut away, like, uh, I'll have the shrimp. Don't you got to be. And a Whataburger fresh out the sack. Quarterback Dak was terrible. Awful. Like, his two interceptions, garbage. He is a benefit of being the Dallas He's Cowboys quarterback. Not good. And not good in the postseason. He's, I mean, neither was Romo, but these guys are Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks. And like I've said, Jerry Jones is the modern day PT Barnum. He is the greatest put up a tent. We'll put on a circus. Everybody will come. A lot of it won't be real. It'll be a bunch of, you know, uh, images and illusions. We'll have a bearded woman and we'll act like we're good and everybody will give us our money. That's the Dallas Cowboys. They're the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. God love Jerry Jones because he's made a boatload of cash, both for himself and the league, by doing whatever circus events that he has down there. It's a I like ring the circus. Original <laughs> flavor when it's coming out the side. So Dak's no good. Uh, Zeke is not Zeke. The guy they wanted to be the new Zeke is now got a broken leg. Oh, that was nasty. I feel bad for him. That's that's going not. Well, it's, it's going Dallas 
fast. Well, I guess, and, and then you have just, that just last kind of hanging out, and then that last play, which was unbelievable. What, why Zeke got trucked by that linebacker? <laughs> I don't understand that. Smoke. One. Is there a reason you couldn't have the center there? I, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you wanted one more blocker outside. I don't know. But... And if you're that linebacker, why are you trying to run through Zeke? Just go around him. <laughs> Well, that was way more fun, though. Yeah, it was. You're right. Just run him over, push him back into the quarterback, throw, force a throw over the middle when seemingly you've set up a play to have all of your linemen to the outs. I don't know what that trick play was, but I but it was an awesome ending. It was great. It was so just boom. It was so Dallas. And Kevin Burkhart's call was, I thought, fantastic. Is oh, he got smoked. <laughs> I was like, that's a good. They're really good, by the way. I know I said it last week. I'll say it again. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson are good. You don't need Tom Brady. They're getting them. I know, but you don't need him. Kevin Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson are really good. I don't think I don't think Tom Brady's going to be as good as as Greg Olson. Greg is just good. He's good. He's good. He's really good. good. It's not about him. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> what? Calm down, Tony. Take a deep breath. Cincy sounds a little like KC just a few years ago. We'll get to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.